0: Hey there and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Hello, my name is uh, James. I'm on team here and it is an honour and a privilege to be bringing the word this morning, speaking from God's fabulous word today. Uh, We are in Vive la Revolution, like Lisa said, and she introed last week, put a fabulous message catch up on the podcast. If you uh, if you missed it, if you did miss it, this is what we're looking at. Throughout human history, God has been speaking, okay, and uh, and His word, whether it's the Bible or His His actual word, has always been appealing for a shift in human behaviours, human attitudes, and human values. Away from a worldly way of living towards a more godly, God-centred and God-loving way of living. And this is what we're looking at. This is what we're looking at during this series. The truth the Bible brings, uh, the goal is simple. It is to set people free from restrictive ideologies and cultures and uh, Jesus being the ultimate revolutionary. right? Jesus being the ultimate revolutionary revolutionary and as we've already heard he is the fulfillment and the embodiment of every single one of God's words and God's promises and so vive la revolution is to be set free it's to be set free we'll be talking about women race slavery and today we'll be talking about money let's pray let's pray uh lord i thank you for what has already been an incredible morning in your house lord i pray this church will grow i pray for its reach in the community to grow for us to break out of these four walls i thank you that as you're with us now you don't see a crowd but you see a group of individuals all called and loved and purposed by you i pray jesus that you'll reveal yourself to us now through your words we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will be here, speaking beyond our ears, but to our hearts. We give you permission, Lord, to be here, to change us, to move in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's jump in. Today we're talking about money. and uh, there's So first of all, it is an incredible honour to always speak from God's word, and I love it. Okay, I love talking about Jesus, his grace, his freedom, everything that he is. And just behind that, I love talking about really awkward subjects. Yes. It's, it's cringy, right? But don't you just love a, oh, love a bit of cringe sometimes? Oh, that was awkward. <laughs> it doesn't need to be like that today. Um, but I think we would agree that money can be a, a taboo, an uncomfortable subject sometimes. You know, you always get told, right, few things you don't talk about, money, politics, religion, right? This is, this is what people do, that's how it goes. Um, but today we are going to talk about money, and the reason I love it, I love it, because as you talk about it and unpack it and take the layers away, it loses its taboo nature. It loses the, the awkwardness on which it stands. But what's actually happening there is, is nothing's changing about money, or the or the subjects. nothing's changing about that. But we're gaining control over it. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as you take away the taboo nature and the, the awkwardness of a subject, all that's happening is you are gaining control of it. Right. Okay, nice and simple. So that's and that is actually why I love talking about it. So uh, a few things to outline today. This isn't going to be a plea to tithe, and uh, I know that. I know that everybody knows what the Bible says about money. You can't serve two masters. Um, but this isn't a wishy-washy Christian talk on money. This is viva la revolution. Okay, this is, let's get set free from the ide- ideologies and cultures that we can often be familiar with, too familiar with. And bring our thinking, behaviours, values and belief in line with God's word. And we will see freedom. See, when I said you all know what the Bible says, what I mean is you all know what the Bible says. I want you to know what the Bible says and then do it. It says in the book of James that that you can know God's word, you can can be familiar with God's word. But unless you do what it says, you're fooling yourselves. Okay, this is what the Bible says. Okay, it says it's like, it's like looking in a mirror and then as soon as you walk away, you forget, what you, you forget what you saw, forget what you look like. That's what it says about reading the Bible and not doing what it says. So I don't want you to know it. I want you to know it and then do it. Why? For freedom's sake. Okay, For freedom's sake. It says that it was for freedom that you have been set free. And what that tells me is that once you've been set free... You then have responsibility to either put chains back on yourself, and then when you do, you're actually part of the solution for taking the chains back off. So if it's for freedom's sake that you have been set free, he's basically saying, Stay free. Yeah. Yeah. Stay free. You're free for a reason, so stay free. Yeah. For who the sun sets free is free indeed. Does that make sense? Cool. So some of the worldly views on money is a good place to start. Let's get what we're trying to get free from, what we're trying to go towards, what the Bible says, and then we'll see how this uh, fits in to us. So worldly uh, views on money. I think we'd all agree with that in the world, money is used to show status and power. More money is better. Don't give money away. Money is your protection and your safety. Yeah. You, you need it. Yeah. You need money. If you don't have money, you're going to be in trouble. This is what the world says. And I think we would agree with that, all of those points. But let's take some of them an example. Money shows status and power. Okay, more money is better. Don't give money away. It's your protection and your safety. If we take that, that applies to a very, very, very small few. I'm pretty confident all of us in this room, probably combined, are never going to get into a position where we will have enough money that we do not have to worry ever again. It only applies to a few. Nothing about me is showing my status and power right now. It doesn't apply to, to all right. It doesn't apply to the majority, it applies to the few. But it is ideologies that we all know are true. One thing that does apply to the majority is that money can often cause worry. Mm -hmm. It can cripple people, especially when debt's involved. It can rob you of your joy, can rob you of your freedom and your fulfillment in life. This is what money can do to the majority, But we still believe in line with the ideologies which only apply to the few. We think that as we obtain more, it will set us free. So let's look at what the Bible says on money. Money and wealth are not bad. Let's set this out from the beginning. Wealth is not bad. We could look at so many people in the Bible that had a lot of wealth. We could look at Abraham, Jacob, Esther, Boaz, David, Solomon. In fact, Solomon was described as the richest ever. He said, "God said, "I will bless you with wealth because you ask for wisdom and knowledge. I will bless you with wealth that there will be no king. there has been no king before you." And there will be no king after you that, that will have what you have. Wow, what a promise. So money is not bad and can be used as a sign of blessing. If it's a sign of blessing, it can be also be used to bless. It can be used to bless people. If you have money, it can be used to bless other people. It can also be used to resource and advance God's kingdom here on earth. And I promise you, that is incredible. If we get revelation on that, when we put in the offering, that this can advance God's kingdom on earth, wow. It says in Acts that as uh, the early church formed together and more numbers were added to them, there was no need in the community. Why? Because the church was able to meet the needs of the community. People gave. And there were no needs in the community. But what does Jesus say about money? He says, don't store up your treasures on earth. He says, you can't serve two masters. And if we look at Matthew 6 uh, on the screen now, we read this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life or what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? This is where it gets very, very beautiful. And this is what we to want to look at today. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any one of you, by your worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yes, I tell you that not even Solomon, the richest king that ever lived, was dressed as beautifully as a flower that grows. I love that imagery. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and then tomorrow is thrown in the fire. Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? We can finish that there. This is what I want to talk about today. We have a misalignment between the promises of money and the promises of God. That is the the wrong ideology. We have a promise of money, which I need this. This is my safety. Or do we look for that? from our Lord Jesus Christ who cares about us so much more, that looks after feeding the animals and clothing the flowers. But can he do that for us? Can he do that for us? I, uh, I'm quite glad Steph's here today. I didn't realise they were coming because my memory's a little bit bad on this. But I have a few stories to, to bring you. And, and, uh, and the first one... So, so I was super blessed growing up. Um, fabulous parents, fabulous childhood. Didn't need to worry about money at all. And I was also quite a uh, quiet and relaxed child. I, I wouldn't really ask or, or, or want for much. And uh, I remember this one time going into, I believe it was WH Smith's. And I took my money with me, or I had some money. Maybe I found it on the floor, who knows. And I wanted to buy this Pokemon book. I wanted to buy this Pokemon book. And I walked up, I picked it up. This was Pokemon when it came out for the first time. This was when it was cool, right? And um, I picked it up, and let's say it was four quid. I had two pounds on me. And I, I could see this book, and I was looking at it, and I wanted this book. And mum came over, and she said, because you're so good with your money, I'm gonna give you the other two pounds. Wow. Isn't that the sweetest? Well, that's the sweetest. So I got my book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another time, we were on holiday in uh, I Don't know if anyone knows, knows Mevegissi. Love it. And again, I walked into a shop and there was a fishing rod. I had all my money on me. I don't know how much pocket money I had at the time, but I had four pounds on me. And this fishing rod was eight pounds. I was was looking at this beautiful fishing rod. I wanted it so badly. Was I going to ask for it? Of course I wasn't. I was looking at this fishing rod. Again, my parents came over and said, because you're so good with your money, I'm going to give you the other four quid. And they bought me the fishing rod. They didn't realize that They then had to go to another shop and buy me 50 quids worth of bait, hooks, floats, reel, (laughs) bags, boxes, a knife. They didn't realize they had to buy me all this as well. They were just as naive as me as I was. I hadn't fished at the grand age of eight and neither had my parents. And then we jump 15-ish years into the future when me and Anna are trying to get our first mortgage. And I'm sat by myself in the, in the mortgage advisor's office. And she's saying, right, to secure this mortgage, we need to get rid of a bit of your spending. So she's got my bank statement, she's got my pay slip, she's got all of this. She said, right, to secure this mortgage, we just need to get rid of a few a few things from your your monthly spending. She said, Right, your your biggest expense, which I can see every single month, is going to one church. And I was like, Amazing. We can talk about everything else on that list other than that. Anything else you want to talk about, happy to talk to you. But we can talk about everything else, everything else on that list other than that. She was like, okay. A bit later on during the process, she's like, okay, insurances. And this is where I'm getting to, the attitude and the ideology that maybe we don't realise we live in. But she was like, you need protection. Yeah. You need protection. Yeah. What insurance have you got? How is your money going to protect you? And I'm like, well, the previous conversation is why I'm going to be protected, but we can talk about it if you want. Um, And she was going, and and she really, really pressed in. She went way too personal. I had to sort of rein her in a bit, but she was like, you don't realise I've got MS. Last year, my husband left me. What am I going to do? And I I genuinely, right, I went, you're being unprofessional right now, and you need to stop. And literally just left it there. And she was like, okay. (laughs) And I was like... (sighs) I started sweating. I was like, where did that come from? Um, But these are the two pictures that I want to pull on today. Is it this relationship we have with our loving father where he says, if you want that, that's okay. I, I will bless you to have that. Or are we living in line with the mortgage advisor that says, no, you need safety, you need protection, you need more money. And that's where this misalignment between the promises of money and the promises of God are. Do we use money to meet our needs or do we rely on God? Do we worry? This is one group of people which um, I think we can easily fall into. Do we see money as a treasure to be stored, which is different to saving and being wise? Or do we seek God with everything that we are? The other group of people that I think we can easily fall into is uh, one of legalism where we are safe and we are protected when we give our 10%. Okay, we're safe and we're protected when we give our 10%. You might be thinking, oh, money's tight this month, the next month. Oh, money's tight again. Money's tight again. Ah, oh, it's because I'm not tithing. That isn't going to fix your problems. No, it's not. At the end of the day, if you tithe, you're giving away more money. So let's be careful for our mindset not to be confused. This is it, church. The only currency God cares about is faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. And you might be sat there saying, money is no issue to me. I've got this under wraps, James. I am good with money. And if you are, amazing. And whichever group you're in, this is the challenge today. God doesn't want 10% of your money. He wants 100% of your heart. Doesn't want 10% of your money. He wants 100% of your heart. If the 10% reluctantly comes first, he doesn't want it. He wants 100% of your heart. And out of that, a faith-filled generosity will flow that will benefit both you and God's kingdom. And it's not the fact you gave that benefits you. It's the relationship that brings blessing and freedom and benefits beyond your wildest dreams. It is the fruit of the relationship, not the fact you gave your 10%. So what's the revolution? Faith and trust. If this can be part of our everyday living, faith and trust, we will see a revolution that is worthy of the title Vive la Revolution. Let God use your 100%, not just your 10%. Like it said in in James, let's not just read the word and know the word, but let's be doers of the word. And when we say doers of the word, I don't mean giving religiously 10%. Doers of the word is faith and trust in God. That is doers of the word. If we read Matthew 6 again, the doing of the word isn't giving religiously. The doing of the word is trusting God that he can meet all of your needs. That is doing of the word. Doing of the word isn't ticking a box that, yes, I gave by standing order, or I gave in the offering, or I now can give contactlessly. That isn't doing of the word. Doing of the word, first of all, is trusting God to meet all of your needs and all of your heart's desires, and then out of that fulfillment, a generosity can flow where you can give and you can give freely. And when it's difficult, you can keep on giving. Why? Because you have faith and trust yes. in Jesus. That is doing of the word. It is a funny conversation tithing and uh, and I'm not talking about it because we, we do it really well. It's, if I'm being honest, we do it really well as a church. Um, and so don't, feel the need to talk about it if i'm being completely honest with you but if we were going to talk about one verse on tithing this is it uh, hebrews 11:4. it says by faith abel bought god a better offering than cain did by faith he was commended as righteous when god spoke well of his Offerings. Let's go back a previous slide. By faith Abel bought God a better offering by Cain. What was it that pleased God? Was it the offering? Or was it the faith? It was the faith that pleased God. We know that it also says in Hebrews that it is only by faith you can please God. It says it two verses on, in, in verse six, in fact. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, by faith he was commended as righteous. And if we jump to Matthew six thirty-three, it says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. How can you seek his righteousness? Well, we were just told by having faith. By having faith in Jesus Christ, you can be commended as righteous. Your offerings that you bring, whether financial, whether time-based, whether serving, whatever your offering is, bring it in faith, church, and you can be commended as righteous. And won't your father... Look after you more than the birds of the air and the the flowers of the fields. He will do it. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. How faith and all your needs will be met. This morning we, we all have needs and this can be financial or this can be in life. This can be with your family, with your friends, with your work, with your colleagues. It can be with your money as well. It can be. And are we putting our faith in ourselves, in our money? Or are we putting it not in God by not bringing those needs to him? It says in Matthew 7, 9, Which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him give him a snake. Funny story, once I asked for a snake and got a snake. Probably one of the only things I ever asked for. <laughs> but it keeps in line with uh with this verse, doesn't it? If then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven good give good gifts to those who ask him? So we can approach, we can ask. But let's not remember to seek first His kingdom. I can't speak on uh, money today without just mentioning like like what is available to us as um, part of one church, and we have some incredible incredible courses um, like CAP, which are really about helping Christians and and anybody set free from. Um, like like the strangle and the hold of debt. And, uh, and so if money is something for you today that, that is a trouble, then please come and see us at the end and, and we can help with that. But really, when we're talking about money, the Bible is only talking about, do you trust God? That is, that is all the Bible is saying. Do you trust God? Yeah. Do you have faith in God? Yeah. That is all the Bible is saying. Let me pray, church. God, thank you that you are here today that you are with us god i thank you for your church i pray that you will stir faith in your church to believe for the impossible to believe that that you are their provider that you can meet all of their needs that you are king and seated on the on the throne and god and when everything we're looking at in front of us when all the numbers don't add up god you can still make a way God, we choose to believe that you can feed us, you can clothe us, you can provide for us beyond our understanding and that we can be free from the wrong ideologies and cultures of money when we set our focus on Jesus and we have faith and we trust in him. God, I pray that this week you will help your church, help your people to go away and to apply this across their lives to stop and to think and say no let me let me trust God with this let me pray for this let me trust God and that I will see a breakthrough in Jesus name and so church I don't know which group of people you sit in today I don't know if you are in the group of people that struggles to trust God financially that that you do trust your money for safety and protection i don't know if you're in the legalism camp that says that yeah I, I believe that god will look after me when i tithe or i don't know if you're in the camp that says actually i just need to give god 100 of my heart and everything will flow from that and so the last prayer today is, is for the last group And if anything that I've said this morning or the fabulous worship that we had of lifting Jesus up just resonated with you. If you want to be set free, if you want to find freedom, whether this is with money or whatever it's with. then the place to start is by giving Jesus 100% of your heart seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well all these things you will be looked after you will find a home you will find a safety and a security beyond what you could ever know you will find a peace that goes beyond all your understanding You will find a joy that cannot be robbed by the circumstances of this world. And you will find a life and life to the full in Jesus' name. And so, God, you know the heart of every single person in this room today. And Father, I pray now for a bravery and a courage and a vulnerability to surrender a bravery to be vulnerable a courage to surrender god i pray for i pray for a, a breaking of heart that just knows that they need to put you first holy spirit i thank you that you are speaking to people's hearts right now And I pray for Vive la Revolution to come upon every person who is praying that now. That they will experience freedom. They will experience life and life to the full. They will experience a revolution in their mind that says, No, I don't think along these lines. I know that that is what I was brought up with, but I know there is a different way. God, that your ways are higher. And they will know in their hearts there is a different way to live. And may it start with faith. May it start with trust. God, I thank you that you only want our 100%. There is no grey area. You want it all. You want it all. And God, may we give you our all. In Jesus' name we pray. This gives some appreciation to James. Excellent words.